2: new and welcome to this latest batch of freshly baked UK Tech Weekly Podcasts, the UK's least violent weekly tech podcast, slamming into your head every Friday like a plastic <laughs> chair thrown across a town square. The UK Tech Weekly Podcast is an infotainment sunbeam from the editors of PC Advisor, Tech World, Mac World UK and Computer World UK. Every Friday we head to an audio airport, drinking early morning audio pints of lager, buying audio Toblerones, appalling audio paperbacks and tiny audio toiletries in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed tech chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. Do not forget to subscribe, review and tell your friends. I'm Matt Hagan, Editorial Director of IDG UK, and today I'm delighted to be joined in conversation by the never-underestimated Scott Carey, online editor of TechWorld.com. Sup. The never-knowingly undersold Christopher Manassians, staff writer of PC Advisor. What up! And never, never feed him after midnight, David Price, <laughs> Acting Editor of Macworld UK. <laughs> Alright. This week we are talking LinkedIn, games consoles and Apple. Slam your body down and zig a zig Move a little bit closer, darling. Get it on, get it on. Because tonight is the night when to become one. Scott Carey. On whom has Microsoft been putting the moves and why?
1: Uh, the answer is LinkedIn. And I'm also interested to know if we have a Spice Girls theme for the afternoon. Because there's, two, whoa, there's whoa, been two references already. Two references,
2: yeah. Not intentional. Not interesting. Not, just, you know, classics... Classic songwriting just comes up
1: in these uh, situations. Sort of comes through. But yes, um, Microsoft uh, made some headlines this week by acquiring uh, everyone's favourite social network, LinkedIn, for a ludicrous, ludicrous amount of money. $26 billion. Uh, $26 billion, which is Microsoft's biggest ever acquisition and Satya Nadella's first. Um, So all the thoughts that Nadella was... Quite frugal in his leadership of Microsoft (laughs) have gone slightly out the window now as he makes a massive, massive splash um, buying a company that has never been profitable. So there's um, a lot of question marks, there's a lot of finger pointing going on. Um, But it's not quite as bad a deal as it looks on the surface, I don't think.
2: I think it's a good deal, isn't it? I'm just going to, just to give the counterpoint, I mean, Microsoft now has a major presence in social. LinkedIn claims, I think, about 440 million active users,
1: which is? Uh, it's 105 actives, oh, okay. 440 million total. Okay. Uh, I took some notes. <laughs> Good work. Hey. Okay.
2: But uh, still, I would say that even uh, from a data point of view, at least.
1: Yeah. So I th- I think that's what it comes down to here. Um, it, it doesn't quite so much come down to the platform. They could build their own platform. They yeah. tried to. They built uh, Yammer, which... Um, is used, but it's not the most popular social network. Um, it's only—I've
3: I've literally never heard of that. Yeah, so yeah. I Classics, used like I, to I only
1: know about it because I used to use it at my old office because we were a Microsoft shop and um, mm. people used Yammer.
3: We have a Yammer
1: accounts
2: yeah although since we moved to google docs that becomes less relevant and we use slack Slack. broadly speaking the same thing
1: yeah yam is an interesting one because it's more of a it's not like slack it's not a conversation it's more posting something you've done or or a question or something like that so it's a little bit more like a face it's more facebook looking as a platform but yeah as you were saying i think it comes down to the data i think they're they're purchasing the data and um in his call to investors nadella did make it quite clear that he sees this as a sort of CRM, HR move for yeah. them. Um, and it, it LinkedIn is essentially a massive digital CRM. It's uh, And it's probably the biggest HR uh, database in well, the and world. It,
2: and it's better because who finds out sooner if you change jobs? A third party, um, say in our case, media database like Gokhan or something like that on LinkedIn. And it's yeah. LinkedIn because you changed it as soon as you change jobs. Um, you personally do that. So... Uh, it reminded me a little bit of when Facebook IPO'd and a lot of people said similar things about what a terrible decision it was to invest in Facebook because it was it'd never been profitable, blah, blah. Well, Facebook built an advertising model, as discussed previously, on the data that people give to Facebook. The, the people, Fewer people use LinkedIn, obviously massively, but the data people give to LinkedIn is so much more valuable and it's the people who are more valuable as well.
3: Yeah,
1: and it, it comes down to Microsoft here, actually, um, pulling this off so it comes down to execution now now that they've got linkedin they need to try and grow the ad revenue um i saw a ridiculous stat that um linkedin gets 45 billion page views per quarter so if you can start to leverage an advertising spend on that amount yeah. of page views then you will turn it profitable quite well, quickly And you
2: know who those people are who are yeah. looking at those pages
1: yeah and i assume that like enterprise uh, advertisers would would be looking at that as a as a useful platform um what it comes down to essentially is that this is a fundamentally boring acquisition. It is <laughs> it is a very, very enterprise heavy move by a company that under Nadella is going very, very enterprise yeah. heavy. They you know, they this follows off the back of them really reducing down their mobile uh units. So their consumer facing unit is Comes to hand now basically hardware wise just to Xbox. Yeah. And everything else is very much moving to the enterprise. So who here uses LinkedIn? I mean, yeah. I sort of do. I think everyone sort of dips in when they need to. I can't remember. This is good. It
2: it tells me that none of you are actively looking for another job. So (laughs) I'm happy about that. you got got
3: to mention on um, uh, Silicon Valley, did you see? Did it? One of the programmers on uh, the excellent. Excellent, excellent comedy. I've just uh, started watching it. It is so excellent. good. Well, there's one point at which one of the uh, characters quits, and his his first response is to change his LinkedIn profile on his phone, and then he immediately starts getting humorously uh, extravagant gifts to try and persuade <laughs> him to become a coder somewhere else. But uh, I thought that was I thought that was unusual because. For me, LinkedIn is, as you said, it's a boring it's a boring story and, and people don't like it. And yeah,
1: it, it's HR and HR is, yeah. is essentially one of the most boring areas of enterprise. But that doesn't it. mean it's not useful. Yeah.
3: Because that's yeah. the thing. So recruiters
2: love LinkedIn. Although yeah. I spoke to a recruit friend of mine yesterday when this news was first breaking and he was saying the perceptions of LinkedIn being a bit of a service in decline. Um, a little bit like we were talking about Twitter the other week in that um, in order to try and monetize um there's some suggestion that the initial promise has been, from a user point of view, is, is potentially been undermined slightly. I think it's a bit more uh, banal than that. I just think it's that people don't use it unless they need to use it. and Most of the time, you don't need to use yep. it. Uh, as long as you've got, like in essence, a good CV in place, you don't need to do anything with it. Yeah.
1: I think the last thing I'll say on LinkedIn and Microsoft, in, and it's quite an important one, is if they're going to make this successful um, after spending that amount of money, it really comes down to how they integrate it with their other products. It needs to be absolutely seamless. So Nadella did say that this will help us take Dynamics, which is their very profitable CRM product, into new spaces like human capital management, recruiting, learning, and talent management. And what you need is you need to be able to go into your Dynamics account or go into another Microsoft product, your Outlook or something, and have that LinkedIn data there for you immediately on the person you're having a conversation with to help you track those into uh, interactions with your customers, with your partners, totally. with your clients. If they can pull that off, then yeah, the data becomes extremely valuable. If and it just sits off to the side, what well, if you, you
2: know if you can integrate it with Skype yeah. or you know uh, I was trying to think of some of the other things that they've um, they've built over the past few years, even like MSN, okay, which has become quite a large media player. Mm. Um if you're signed into your LinkedIn and somehow the information you know, even like sharing information or sharing achievements that you've done, if it's a seamless experience across your communications through Skype, um your um content uh, browsing through MSN and then the, the tools that your company's using, it just all starts to become these are all sort of incremental benefits, but it becomes yeah. quite an interesting mix of and, stuff.
1: And that's what Microsoft's trying to do. They're trying to make everything blended. Uh, together, so and they they want to do it. Also, you can just say to Cortana, "Pull pull something up for yeah. me," and it will dig into all of those different connected apps.
2: Find me a job, Cortana.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, where, where
2: do we think obviously. this ranks alongside uh, Microsoft's other acquisitions? As you said, this is uh, Nadella's first. Yeah, we think this is. Pro- well, do we think it's going to be more successful than the Nokia acquisition, which I think we'd all agree has been something of a
1: yeah the only thing about this acquisition is it is a little bit like going home with the girl from the disco that it was your second choice because they really wanted to buy salesforce right uh who are the leaders in the crm space yeah. uh, ahead of microsoft and uh, there are rumors that they made an 80 90 billion dollar offer to salesforce that benioff turned down um so it's tough
2: to listen to if you're scott's girlfriend by the way <laughs>
1: So uh, it sounds like they've um, decided to go uh, home with their second choice, but <laughs> uh, in order to try and um, basically throw it in the face of their first choice. So I don't know uh, do how that will turn out for you them.
3: you think he made the offer by sending an email to the CEO of LinkedIn saying, do you want to join my professional network? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so.
2: I hope so. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting
3: you say that. I would have thought that Microsoft
2: could build the tech of Salesforce. Um but what it really wanted, I guess, is the 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 active business and again the the user database. Yeah, yeah. But, but LinkedIn, wasn't. in some ways, has because that that social model. I still come back to this that social model of people actively giving you their data.
1: Yeah,
2: has potential. It's more of a risk, definitely. But
1: yeah, definitely has potential. I mean, you have to take what people say. Uh, on face value it's not verified true and also um, a lot of the data can be out as much as it can be up to date a lot of it yeah. can be out of date if people aren't as active but on if anyone dating. is
2: browsing my LinkedIn profile I did found NASA <laughs> um, and so other acquisitions of Microsoft yeah Skype Skype Broadly speaking, seems to be positive. I mean, they seem
1: they're... to have integrated it into their suite of products. Yeah, quite it's not successfully. A money. It's not
2: in and of itself a, a huge money maker, but it's
1: no. And also, the the Skype's still a growing beast. They are still trying to turn it into a an enterprise telephony yeah. um alternative or solution um to take sort of phones out of offices. So the, the Skype definitely you can't write that off yet. Unfortunately, they pretty much have written off Nokia, so that one can be sort of deemed a failure. And there was another Bulma acquisition which. Um, was
4: deemed a failure, but I can't remember which one it was.
2: What about Minecraft? They bought Minecraft, didn't they? Did they buy Minecraft? Oh, that's a big success.
4: Yeah. yeah. That, well, that one's worked out well. It's quite interesting, though, with Minecraft, because it's, again, almost like LinkedIn. You were saying in terms of like profitability, where does the profitability actually come in? So Minecraft is an open-source, free game. Mm. Of course, you can pay for servers or things like that, but in reality, there's not just much money in it, but it's it's very hard to just simply say, here, we're going to sell these ads on yeah. To gamers because they're they're just going to refuse and. Well, I think it, I think it's platforms.
2: mind share with Minecraft and I actually think yeah. there's an element of um, uh, Microsoft has in the past had the kind of like the Tory party's nasty party image, but um, being the bad guys and Minecraft is brilliant because it's it's a way by which children express creativity and actually learn the basis of code. Then it just gets it, it's a subtle thing, but for relatively I mean it doesn't cost them any money to run it, but it for a relative trivial amount of money it gives them a an in to the behavior and the lifestyle of the next generation of developers, which I think is quite a important, soft um, benefit for them.
1: Yeah, and if they want to make any money off it, they'll just sell the rights to Disney for a Minecraft movie. Yeah, it's going to happen, <laughs> guaranteed.
2: <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's quickly uh, go around the room. Uh, Microsoft target or social engineering? <laughs>
3: Which one is good and which one is bad? Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, social engineering is good. Microsoft targets bad. I actually just made that up on the fly because I wrote the completely wrong thing. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I a very bad night's sleep. Uh, Christopher Manassi. So, nervous. <laughs> I'll go for the social one. The good social one. Social engineering. Go, Scott Carey. Yeah, social engineering.
3: David Price. Well, I feel like I should say the other one now. Just yeah, say it. Cool. I say the other one. The bad one. What's it called? Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft target. Microsoft <laughs> target.
1: Yeah. Going for the soft target. as
2: Wonderful. Let's take a uh, very, very short break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about games. E3 is the magic number. No more, no less is the magic number. Christopher Manassians, the games console war is hotting right up. Who's winning?
4: Oh, this age-old question of who's winning is a quite hard one. You always put me on the spot. Absolutely. AMD NVIDIA, now this. That's just getting too much. Um, no, in all honesty, um, there have been quite a few game launchers. Um, and at E3, there was also the Xbox One S that was announced.
2: Xbox One S. This is pretty exciting,
4: I think. Well, it is exciting in, in the respect that it's quite cheap. So um, new gamers or people who want to actually start gaming on the Xbox platform will be like, ooh, a better upgraded one. It's slimmer, which is what the S stands for, um, not for Siri. So it doesn't have Siri. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's just a slimmer version of the actual original Xbox. It's about forty percent um, slimmer, which is a big deal, really, if it's in your living room. Yeah, exactly. Anyway,
2: yeah, because these things are supposed to be set-top boxes. So yeah. so it, it, that does matter. It's banal, but it does matter.
3: Okay. Also, if you want to take it with you to your last moment, which it. David Price well, did. in your suitcase? The, the, I didn't actually do it. <laughs>
2: David Price, listeners, uh, was one so concerned that he, quote, wouldn't find anything to do after he'd been working in the in, evenings. In Vegas. In Las Vegas. <laughs> that he rang the hotel and asked if he was allowed to take his Xbox with him. I didn't enjoy Las Vegas generally. No, As right. I recall, you did find things to do in the evenings. But that's for that's, another. That's for our <laughs> After Dark, <podcast>. after Dark. <laughs> So, Back to matters in hand,
4: right? Well, um, mm. so the Xbox uh, One S is a slimmer version, and it's got HDR, which is um, higher uh, dynamic range um, colours, which means that it the the colours pop out a bit more than they would in the original Xbox One, uh, which got a few people excited and other people going, "Well, okay, yeah." Again, <laughs> it's an incremental it, upgrade. It's an incremental update, yeah. exactly. Um, but what's really interesting is the PS4. So. PS4 4.5 or PS4 4.5 which we didn't Neo, see which we didn't E3. see exactly but was announced just before E3 by Sony saying yes we're working on a new console and people were like ooh is it going to be announced at E3 and no sony held back
2: but it's not the PS5
4: it's not the PS5 so it, it's quite interesting because we're in a little bit of um I'll say it, it might have been in my opinion a bit of a weird situation because we've got the Xbox one We've got the 1S, which is a slight incremental update. Xbox also announced that in 2017 they're bringing out the Xbox Scorpio. Or at least that's the code name for Scorpio. it. Scorpio! Hank Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> Italy or France? <laughs> so the, the Scorpio is aimed at VR and high-end gaming, as in 4K gaming. Now, the PS4 and the PS4.5 are pretty much rivaling the Xbox One S and the Xbox Scorpio so as far as I'm aware and from what I understand if the PS4.5 comes out this year which is deemed to come out in October 2016 then arguably people who want to high-end game um, on 4k screens or want to use VR will clearly get the PS4.5 or the because PS4, that's because Neo. that's
2: the rival to the Scorpio which isn't coming out until next year
4: exactly so it's a little bit of a not say so odd decision by Microsoft clearly they, they can't know what the supply chain is or how no. it works with with that Sony but as far as I'm aware if Sony put their foot in first then people are just gonna stay on the Sony platform and not go on to the Xbox because right now the differences between the two you've got a few exclusive games but it's not groundbreaking difference between the two so
2: the xbox One s is the one that we have seen and has been revealed when is that coming out
4: um that is coming out as far as i'm aware it's coming out this summer okay i don't know exact date and they've done some
2: they've released some pricing for it
4: yes um the pricing was i think four hundred dollars three nine nine okay top of my head or yeah and we don't know enough about
1: the 4.5 yet to know but we do we assume it'll be more expensive than that
4: I assume it's going to be more expensive, um, just because of what the specs are inside. Yeah, and um, what are the spec changes on the four point five? So it's going to be uh, more cores uh, on there on the processor and the graphical uh, processing unit. Yeah, the GPU. Um, so it's just going to be a much more powerful unit all around. Yeah. Um, so presumably that's, that's
2: that's that's aimed at VR and four K and
4: yeah, which which is quite interesting because our our, um, our local residence expert Lewis, um Mr. VR, as I like to call him, Um, he was saying, well, the PS4 was actually, it's still capable of doing VR, and Sony emphasised that our PS4, our current PS4, is aimed at VR, and people can play on VR. The PS4.5 will just aid you to
3: have a better
4: VR experience. Sure,
3: cool. And the Xbox One can't do VR.
4: Exactly. So the Xbox One Um, can't, the Xbox One S isn't aimed at VR either. But it no has 4K. it has
2: got 4K ultra HD video output.
4: Output, so it means it can it can. I read that. play it, but it so, can't actually. You can't game on 4K. Are we safe to say that Sony are just just ahead of the ahead of the competition then? I I would I would think that if I had to put my bets on it, I'd put like ten quid on it. That's yeah. so much. But yeah, I, I would definitely put PlayStation ahead and coming in. 2017 because that's interesting because the xbox and playstation have always had these sort of set
1: cycles where they sort of tend to be on the same cycle of upgrades i don't know what it is is every like four or five years or or something like that yeah Uh, and now it seems like sony pulling away which is unusual for two companies of that size to there to be that
4: much of a gap exactly and and the way i think microsoft have tried to counter this is that they um a, um, announced Xbox Play Anywhere. Ah, yes. Now that is actually really exciting for a gamer that's like me, who's on the PC, because Windows 10 now integrates with Xbox One games, meaning that if you buy it on one platform, it'll work on the other, and you don't have to buy it again. That is huge, isn't that's it? Cool. I mean, that's cool. So that's really like Sky skill. Q, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In, in essence, yeah. It, it, it's just it's really interesting because I think that is Microsoft's best way of winning gamers from people from PC gamers to Xbox gamers wanting to, you know what, I want to upgrade to a PC, or I want to play it with my friends on my computer. Um, how can I do that? Oh, actually, if I use Xbox Play anywhere, I can do that. It's, it's no problem. Do you know what? It, it speaks
2: back to the previous conversation we were having as well, though, because this is Microsoft, again, becoming this platform company, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like, regardless of the hardware, regardless of the the specific program that you're in, the experience they're trying to build is that you can use a Microsoft product across all of it. Um, and this is right at the other end of the spectrum to the enterprise stuff we were talking about, but it is this idea, and which, which was the original sort of concept we were sold around Windows 8, which never really happened, but that you could use the same
0: program. Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
5: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
2: Games across all the various different Windows hardware. Yeah,
4: exactly. It's, it's pretty interesting. It's kind of scary, though, at the same time. It's almost like Google, if you ask me. Like, where How far, how where the products of Microsoft have gone, you've got Enterprise, as you said, yeah. and then you've got, now you've got LinkedIn, you've got Skype, you've got Minecraft, you've got Xbox, you've got Windows... Obviously, there's so much integration and it's always, you can see... Office. The Office. Don't forget Office. you the underrated Windows phone. Underrated That's phone right, as, as well, discussed. It? Yeah. So it, it's the integration throughout different platforms and different ways of trying to... Well, it's
2: products. also, it's a Nadella thing because he's the developer rather than the, the business guy. Yeah, And so he's, you know, famously, he's the guy who's like, no, we we want our products to be on iPad. It's not about us or them. It's about Wherever a potential user is, whatever device they're using. Yeah, I watched him. Service. I watched
1: him demo uh, some new uh, office apps in November last year, and he did it on an iPhone, mm, yeah. which was you know shocking, really but, shocking for Microsoft. Certainly. Yeah,
2: in that in that world where companies won't even talk about rivals, won't even mention their names. Yeah. Hmm. So anything else exciting happen at E3 that anybody saw?
1: Well, I don't know if it was at E3, but if we're talking about PS4 versus Xbox... And we are. uh, I mean, they're both losers because I watched that Zelda trailer and Nintendo <laughs> is going to clearly just mop the floor with both of them. I saw a lot of tweets of people being like, I know I shouldn't buy a piece of hardware for one game, but... Have you seen this? <laughs> that's Zelda how it trailer. works,
2: isn't it? I mean, I mean, one, you know, Xbox at one stage had a bit of a lead, and it was based on Call of Duty.
1: Yeah, um, particularly so with Nintendo. Though. Halo yeah. was Halo was a big one, wasn't it? Yeah, but I am um, I am tempted to buy the new Game Boy, whatever it's called, just because of the new Pokemon. So it's Game Boy. So it, what What is it? Is it a uh, Nintendo DSX? Yeah, <laughs> new new DSX. Is <laughs> I that don't what know, with? but if it's got Pokemon, I'm tempted to buy Is, is, it, hard is it the Dreamcast?
2: No, no, that's, that's, GameCube? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a gamer, so uh, clearly. So I can, speak, <laughs> clearly. I can speak only in terms of web analytics, but I can tell you Pokemon is the story of the week. Yeah. Like, we, on PC Advisor, we just had readers, oh readers, hmm. all over the Pokemon story.
3: It passed us by, didn't it? We're, we're quite a similar age. Well, the Pokemon thing. Yeah, I, I just, I have no, absolutely no emotional on connection. Saturday morning TV. I don't even remember that.
2: How do you know them? Ant and Deck and Cat uh, Daily wonky donkey, donkey. Oh, you know, yeah. i really am dating myself
3: <laughs> i but, think i uh, turned it off when pokemon appeared because yeah. i didn't like it It didn't seem to be i didn't
2: understand it it was just all yeah. colors and it, it was just like when you've had too much sugar and e-numbers and everything <laughs> gets a little bit heightened that's what pokemon was like for me
1: but yeah that's about right <laughs>
2: almost universally amongst our colleagues pokemon's a big deal yeah and it, it was it was the big announcement this week uh, anything else we were super excited from that came from E three? I mean, just basically, lots of new games were announced, right? Yeah,
4: loads of new games. The really Zelda humble. thing is a big
3: one, but I, I, I've sort of I, I've jumped off the Zelda bandwagon. I used to play every Zelda game obsessively yeah. and finish them all, and then I think it was Twilight Princess. I didn't finish because it was a bit at the end that was really hard, <laughs> and that sort of broke the love affair. And I, I never this even is an played interesting Sky, This
1: thought. is an interesting time to jump off, considering this is probably going to be one of the best ones.
2: The game oh, was called Twilight Princess.
3: Yeah, but it was good. I know. Except for the sequences where you were a wolf. They were rubbish. Right. But other than that, it was, it was a strong one. <laughs> I really don't feel like I'm missing out not being a gamer when I hear these conversations. <laughs> What's the, the, the new one's got a really good name, hasn't it? Breath of the Wind or something? Oh, uh, it's it's called really called Something of the Wild. Breath of, the, of the Wild, Or of the Nature. And the one before that was Skyward Sword. Isn't that a brilliant name? That's quite a cool name. That's a great name. That's way better trailer. than this. I like That's books.
4: <laughs> Should, I should quickly <laughs> mention though, no, about games, there's one that did take my, well, grab my attention, is Quake. Right. And Quake being a really it, legendary game, old school legendary game.
3: First shooter I ever finished. Oh I loved wow, Quake. really? Yeah, I love Quake.
4: Wow. Yeah, but so Quake is is known by many, um, mainly just because it's been around for so long, and it's just interesting what they're going to do with it, and a lot of people are a bit apprehensive because they're like, well... At the moment, it looks like a class-based game, which means that you have different classes throughout the game, which was never the the case in the original. And people are thinking, "What are you doing here? Hold up, just just release something that's like the old school, the old school like game." Sort of
3: Team Fortress effect.
4: Basically, some that. people are saying it's Team Fortress Three, and uh, people are going a bit crazy over it because obviously Quake with its legacy. <laughs> 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 so yeah. But okay. uh, yeah, that's just one of the games that, out of all the games, I would say that's one of the ones that a lot of people can refer back to because sure. they've played it. One to watch, yes, yeah.
2: All right, let's, I think we know the answer to this, actually, but let's just quickly go around the room with the straight question of Xbox or PlayStation.
3: Christopher Manassians? Uh, PlayStation.
2: Uh,
3: David Price. Um, I don't know. I just play games on iPad these days. I own an Xbox 360 and I have an emotional attachment to Nintendo. So, I don't know what to say. Gaming. Gaming. Scott Carey,
2: <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation. Nintendo. Wow. <laughs> okay. Good. Well, we'll take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about WWDC. Don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. Come on, everybody. Anyone else but me. No, just me. Okay. Uh, David Price. Why should we be excited... Like Apple's most boring ever events. It wasn't boring. <laughs>
3: Start. It started boring. I think the problem with Apple is that they feel the need to cover all the ground, and they want to have a nice sort of crescendo up to the end, which means that you always get this punishing section at the beginning. Yeah. So this, so they always have a, a non sort of, a non tech bit. Yeah. Which in this case, you know, it was talking about the Orlando shooting, and you can't. Criticize that obviously, but then they had a section on that, and then they had TV OS and Watch OS, yeah. neither of which are particularly exciting. There are some things we could say about those. And they sort of tried to give them like equal time with the ones that came later. And by the time he got through those two, everybody was chewing their fingernails off, mm. not from excitement, but from boredom. But then he got to Mac OS and iOS, and iOS was brilliant. So much good stuff in iOS. Sell me, sell excited. it to me.
1: Yeah, I read the piece about iOS and none of it was was
3: overly exciting to me. Was it my piece? It was your piece. You didn't use enough
2: capital letters or exclamation
3: marks. Well, they don't use a capital letter at the beginning of iOS or MacOS. One of our colleagues is very angry about that. She says it should start with a capital. Yeah, probably should. But, you know, technically speaking. Well, all right, where to start? Um, Let me think. Start with the most exciting thing. Well, can I start with something that they didn't even mention? Weirdly is the ability to remove apps that Apple yes, pre-installed on your yes. device. This is great. Getting this rid of stocks exciting. immediately. Stocks is out. stocks yeah.
2: is stocks gone. Is so, <laughs> nobody's
3: going to nobody nobody's ever actually used stocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they didn't they didn't mention it because I guess well it's a climb down. Yeah. It's a bit embarrassing that they have to do. Well, it. Well, it's actually the removal of something. It's not I yeah, mean I, yeah. I
2: appreciate it is technically a new feature, but
3: it's yeah. yeah. But this is I mean this is interesting because um they they make you it doesn't actually delete it, let's be clear about that first yeah. of all. It just um, it removes the icon and hides the app, and it deletes the user data associated with it, but the app itself is still on your device. And so it's still taking
2: up space? It, yes. A small yes, it amount, is. if it's not started. It's A
3: very small amount, but it is still slightly annoying. Um, but the hilarious thing is that um, if you want to bring it back, in principle, you just would just need to slide a toggle and it would reappear. But they make you go through the uh, the charade of going to the App Store Searching for the app, where's the app? And redownloading it, and it actually it's giggling and going, "Well, we're not redownloading anything because all the data is already there, and right. it just reappears." But they want to keep the consistent user experience, um, but secretly. It's that still there, taking up the space. Possibly is... the most Apple thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a bit cheeky. As
1: man. someone that, that games on iPad, if I deleted Game Center, would I still get that annoying pop up? No,
3: Game Center is just getting it's going anyway. You won't need Oh, is it going it. anyway? They, they're, they're ditching it. Great. They, they might replace it with something social that's good. But, no, um, it's awful. Game Center is out of there. <laughs> so, that's the first two things we mentioned. They've both been getting rid of things we didn't like. Good. Uh, so, on the more positive side, uh, Apple Music is being completely redesigned um, and now has lyrics on the screen. Uh, there's a new app called Home, uh, which is for smart home, internet of things, sort of stuff. Um, and also all your home HomeKit compatible um, thermostats and electric curtains. And what else <laughs> do you have? Doors, <laughs> door locks, bulbs, light bulbs, all that. Uh, and it has a really nice feature in it called Scenes, where um, you can just press a button. You set a load of settings and you press a good night and then it knows sort of seven or eight Thing. so it will like, yeah. oh, turn the lights off and knock the door and turn the temperature down or whatever Who owns seducing that. a lady seducing a lady that could be oh, that would be brilliant um, that would be really sinister actually sinister. <laughs> well good evening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me just press the business time <laughs> <session>. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good <laughs> um, and we can't we can't go any further without mentioning messages uh, and this is going to be another age thing because you and I Matt uh, are we're old men uh, I found it all a bit baffling, uh, but there's all this new stuff to do with emojis, all this new stuff to do with um, visual effects on your messages. Right. Um, things, you can you can write in invisible ink. What? Um, you write a message and you apply the invisible ink effect and then the message will pop up, but it will be sort of scrambled. And then to see it, they just have to sort of swipe across it and then the message will be Is revealed. that a privacy thing? No, it's, well... I mean, potentially, but mainly it's for surprise. So if right. you um, the the one they, the example they gave was somebody had just got married. So they took a photo of the engagement ring, then got married, they got engaged, uh, and they sent a photo of the engagement ring, and you couldn't see, it, and like, oh, what's the surprise? You mm-hmm. swipe across, oh, they got engaged. Um, and stuff like that. Uh, That's
1: pretty ridiculous.
2: It's really cheap. Yeah.
3: Well, it's all—all all of this stuff is really cheesy. Yeah. Um, they have this thing called Welcome tap Back. Home.
2: I've just—I've just switched on
1: seducing a lady <laughs> mode.
3: <laughs> you can swipe across. <laughs> that
1: link up with Apple Music, and then you
3: could just have some Barry White coming. <laughs> There's a thing called Tap Back, uh, where somebody sends you a message, you can tap. And it will give you like on Facebook, like we talked about before, where things like the thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, like on slash. Thumbs up's so, up is quite passive
2: aggressive. I find it is great. Yeah. I acknowledge your message. I no yeah. longer want to converse with you.
3: Yeah, but that's very useful. Like yeah, like a like on Twitter. Um, the emojis are three times bigger. If you uh, tap the emoji keyboard. Palette thing on on where you've still got a message half written and you tap the keyboard that says emoji, it will make all of the words in your message that have an emoji equivalent turn gold and sort of shimmer. And then you can just tap them all and they will turn into emojis. So they're really encouraging the emoji thing, which I don't like. To be
1: fair, the fun in emojis is using them where they're not particularly appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hence
3: the the aubergine. Yeah. I love the aubergine. It's so subtle. Especially have um, a melon (laughs) either. Um, there's more bad news I have a terrible illness
2: Aubergine. <laughs> what I
3: don't even know what that means
2: um... engage person's just told you they've got a terrible illness settings
1: <laughs> Barry White <Panda. laughs> We,
3: we have to on this There's so many things to get through i'm right. only i'm still only talking about ios I know, i'm um, scared i'm scared of watch os oh uh, what else should we talk about yeah, watch os there's some good stuff oh, um, God, the do big, we have to talk the big about WatchOS? The, no but there is some good stuff they they dwelled on the boring stuff there's there's um so watch os the problem with the apple watch is that it's really slow Right. right, everybody has this issue. That's so you, you fire up an app, and it and it takes ages sort of thinking about. It's it. also a disappointment. <laughs> it Really isn't. Um, so they've changed it. You, ah, you, they've changed it so that um, it uh, uses sort of uh, Siri uh, predictive uh, AI to establish which apps you're likely to use soon, and then it preloads them. Right. So if if it's a if for example like me, you use the activity app most of all, then it will have that running in the background and ready to load quickly, or yep. in theory instantly. Um, you have um, the in fact a lot of the stuff relates to activity, which I, I'm pleased about. There's a face, a new watch face which has the activity rings on it. Um, there is shared activity, so you can track other people's activity rings. Um, they've put a load of new stuff for uh, people in wheelchairs that they can use the fitness stuff. Um, just sort of rewording things and detecting wheelchair motions and stuff like that. There is um, a new app called Breathe, which is to you know that you, you know <laughs> breathe in breathe out I, I think I need it at the moment. You know how on the Apple Watch uh,
2: engage breathe mode <laughs> you're with it. Barry white. Mm,
3: yeah. <laughs> you know how on the Apple Watch at uh, 10 minutes to the hour then it says stand up to make sure you're standing up enough yeah. during the day. This will do a similar thing with once <laughs> 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 <what's laughs> every 25 seconds. <laughs> It's meant to be like a sort of meditation. That's trick, absurd. That you're supposed to like take some moment out and then just calm yourself down and it will track your heartbeat while you're doing this and put you know when soothing are I'm are making they going you sound to rubbish.
2: Introduce walk. Put <laughs> 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 right foot in yeah. one called <laughs> <method? By product.
3: laughs> <laughs> um, uh, should we talk about the Mac? Yes, yes please, because this is um, this
2: is pretty exciting, I
3: think. It is. Um well so there's uh, well there's auto unlock with your Apple Watch. If your yeah. Apple Watch is unlocked and you get close to it.
1: Or is it just watch? Uh
3: I I don't know. I think it's just watch. It'd be um, quite cool if
1: you could um just thumbprint into your Mac. There might
3: be there might be something that's on the cards. I'm not sure. I only know about it on the watch. Um there's now Siri on the Mac as well, which is probably the biggest headline yeah. thing. Yeah. Even though that's gonna make us sort of bit embarrassed to do it at work. Um Can, can I, we type it? Can you can you spotlight it through Siri? Uh what? Can you ask a question through keystrokes instead of? Language. Oh asking. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll be good for all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just that the issue potentially is that people feel very self-conscious about talking to their devices. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I have been arguing that this is actually better on the Mac because at least you're in a controlled environment. You're in your office or whatever with sure. a few colleagues, and they know what you're doing. But on it's, the iPhone, it's just on the saying a
2: phrase. As well, it's not like like one of the problems with um, voice recognition in terms of writing lengthy messages is exactly that Mm. there's no privacy and you've got to talk to your machine but if people I think people will actually get used to just saying you know find this thing or close this thing I think so
1: it's nice when you're in the corner office Matt but when when you've got people next to you he hasn't got a corner office (laughs) he
2: wishes
3: look what I'm saying (laughs) none of us have offices except Matt I can't wait
2: to get the uh, Barry White app (laughs) how has it become a Barry White Mm -hmm. app engage Sacking mode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if that was still Barry White, you'd, still, you'd have to worry. Um, there, there's been a change of name for the OS. Yeah, sort of. Um, instead of it being uppercase M Mac, lower space OS it's now all one word Mac OS with a lowercase. AM, but what about the is X? Huge... Is
2: the X gone?
3: Oh, that's true. Yes. No, they got rid of that. So, uh, sort of belatedly, they've been calling it because it's cause it's a 10 really not an x so it's yeah. been it's been OS 10 for so OS
2: 10 10.10 at one stage which yeah, was my favourite awful
3: but this would have been 10.12 and actually in some um, circumstances they are still calling it OS 10.12 um, but the idea that they've had um, 12 versions of the same mm. Of OS yeah. was 10, it, it's sort of getting a bit silly.
1: I've got two very important questions. Please, Kimmy. Uh, Firstly,
3: they,
1: like, they all have names. What's the name of this one? Sierra. Sierra, nice. So we've we got you know, different like, connotations. Mountains in the background. Sierra right?
3: Nevada. Uh, but obviously in this country, it's sort of mid-range automobile. H's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh,
1: my second question is, uh, was the man in the hat there?
3: <laughs> He's a Microsoft man. Why would he Is he a Microsoft yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, Bri- God I'm Brian, Brian... Brian... Roper. Yeah. I'm the expert on the Hatman. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, it's because I just don't watch conferences. This is the thing, is that they have their equivalent of the Hatman, uh, which is Craig Federighi, who's also known as Hair Force One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and the brilliant thing about him, just the same as for Hatman, is that he's aware of how ridiculous yeah. he is, and he goes along with it and is there for a really good presenter. The Ringer and,
1: wrote a really good piece about Hair Force One.
3: Yeah, well, he's, he's so good, yeah. and he's so enthusiastic, Fair. and and, and you, the whole thing went up. So you'd have the TV OS and the, and the Watch OSS and it was it was boring it was really rubbish and then he and he hits the stage like Roger Daltrey and the, and the whole thing goes up and and he was like yeah let's go mac, mac os let's do ios and you could just feel it engage energy. mac os well, yeah, exactly it was just great he's got the energy of uh, of balmer but without the sort of sweating <laughs> that sums it up That's yeah. yeah so i thought overall it was good okay. i thought it was a really good event um but it started slow and i just wish that they'd have a bit more discipline mm. about saying here are the things that we really want to talk about and are interesting and then the other stuff will cut it back and he could have just come on at the beginning and said look we're going to talk really briefly about tv os and watch os yeah then the big stuff we couldn't say that but you know then some more stuff and then concentrate on yeah. macOS and iOS.
2: was there anything we expected that wasn't said
3: We thought there might be some hardware uh, and there was no hardware. No
2: MacBooks. We thought, yeah, we. uh, That's coming in. There's going to be some
3: sort of MacBook thing at some stage. There'll probably be a separate event. Because the the MacBook Pro is overdue. Um, They've just updated the. uh, I say just sort of March, was it? There was a new MacBook Air and a new MacBook. But they were sort of very light updates. Weren't they? They, yeah, the MacBook Air particularly was was almost non-existent. Mm. Um, but the MacBook Pro, we yeah, we think because it's been delayed a little bit, well, that's not really fair. Because it's come a bit later than those other two, so it's going to be more major. Sure. Uh, and I guess it'll get its own event, which is which it deserves. Because talking I, I, again about weather, that's been how they've done
2: it. Pretty much always, yeah, isn't
3: it? Yeah, generally. Um, but it's it's a huge huge topic, and a lot of Apple fans yeah. are mad keen on a new MacBook Pro. Yes, please. Uh, yes, please. And yeah, there was none of that. No, uh, no, I mean, obviously no new Apple Watch mm. because they kept saying that this Watch OS 3 will make your watch like a new watch. Um, so suggests there's not going to be any new hardware for Any a while. new straps? <laughs> not even <laughs> straps. Wow. Nothing, nothing that you could embody in a physical product. Straps were at the March event, weren't they? Yeah. So, but
4: okay. one thing I, I actually noticed is that tvOS receives dark mode, which is basically turns the screen from white to black. But that was a lot of rumours for iOS to receive that, and nothing yeah. was announced around that, which yeah, actually we surprised sure. me.
3: So. Yeah, I mean, maybe that'll be iOS 10.1. I don't, I don't know. Um, but there were some really strong clues about dark mode. Yeah. Um, in Siri, if you say... I don't know if this still works in iOS 10. I haven't tried it. But in iOS 9, if you, if you say, Siri, turn on dark mode, then instead of saying, I don't understand, or just getting it wrong and doing something else, like it does with anything else like that, it says, I cannot... Do that setting. I cannot yeah. change that setting. Right. So it sort of acknowledged the existence of it. Yeah. So presumably it's, be... it's in the works. It must be in the pipeline. But then it's a
2: very Apple thing that it wouldn't. Even if it just about worked, they wouldn't include it at this stage. Yeah. But they might later on. Yeah. Hope so Okay. Cool. Let's quickly go around the room. Then uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor <coughs> at bay, or apple is the forbidden fruit. Crystal Manassian's oh. apples good. Apples an are good. An apple for a day <laughs> keeps the doctor. <laughs> <away>. <laughs> Scott Carey. Uh,
1: an apple a day keeps doctor away.
2: Yeah, I'm not. Even, there's no point in asking you about this, David Price. Yeah, take it as read. An apple a day keeps the doctor at bay. And that brings us to the conclusion of this podcast. Phew. Thanks for listening to this edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast Listener. Do get in touch to let us know your thoughts and opinions and to shake us down for cash.
1: Yes, please rate us and review us on iTunes.
2: Do that and whatever you do, don't go to the football and get in a fight yep. because that's a bad thing. Uh, you can tweet us at UK Tech Podcast or email editor at IDG UK. And we will be back next week. But until then, say goodbye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Goodness. UK Tech Weekly Podcast.